This is a podcast for the dreamers, a place to feel nourished and seen, a place to call in our highest path possible and to explore our desires, hopes, wishes, and dreams. I'm your guide, Emily Elliott. Welcome to The Magnetic Life. Hello and welcome to season third season episode 38 of the magnetic life. Hey, I'm gonna go to season 38. So that was just a <laughs> foreshadow. I'm here today with Dr. Bridget Ross ND, who believes that healing begins when we feel heard and seen. Her approach to health is one involving compassion and empowerment. She wholeheartedly believes in your ability to heal given the right support and environment. Her primary methods include mind-body medicine and heart-centered counseling. Welcome, Dr. Bridget. Yay! Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my absolute pleasure. And guys, I just have to tell you something. You know, I haven't really been to sleep all week, so if my speech is a bit (laughs) off, this is called showing up anyways. So that's a side (laughs) note. And I would love to tell everyone um, how we met. So it's a really cool story. We're at the naturopathic college. When you're in your third year and you're about to be in clinic, you get matched with a mentor to kind of help ease the transition and see how it's all going. So I was lucky enough to be matched with Dr. Bridget, um, which the universe always works in miracles because I'm most drawn to mind, body, medicine, energetics, um, you know, deep inner love and healing past shame and all those guilty emotions that can arise. So it was A miracle and no surprise that I was paired with Bridget when not a lot of interns were going that route with our medicine. So um, it was such a blessing to be paired. And we were with these amazing uh, Dr. Singh. So it was (laughs) all high vibes. So I just love how the universe always um, makes it happen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely felt meant to be. Yeah. Like such a good pairing right from the start. I was like, oh, yeah, of course so easy. And then I got to witness how you use these really special methods that not a lot of holistic doctors are using Mm. to help guide people back to their hearts and their inner knowing and really just do the deep inner work that's, you know, it's making its way onto the internet right now. Like Mm -hmm. Dr. Nicola Pera and other leaders are are really trying to make this known, which Mm -hmm. helps, you know, doctors like you really we all rise together because it's like, I know how to do this. And now social media is really putting a beautiful light on this topic. Yes. Agreed. And thank goodness, right? Yeah. Thank goodness. To me, this is like the most important work or some of the most important work we can do for ourselves, for our children, for our society, for our community. Yes. Yeah like okay we're kind of moving past the health culture where we cure it all with a green pill mm-hmm. and we're like no what's at the root like why exactly. is your body so stressed and inflamed it's because of your thinking and your past and your past exactly so this yeah. is true root cause medicine which is actually what naturopathic medicine is yeah and yeah that's yeah. that's the goal anyway that's, that's the, the goal, goal. yeah mm. 
So why don't we open up with talking about what do you think most people are looking to heal from? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because when I think about that, what I what I more see it as is not so much what people are trying to move away from, but what mm-hmm. are people more trying to move towards? Mm. And so certainly there's people are experiencing symptoms like, you know, hormone imbalance is huge, like anxiety is huge, um, headaches, insomnia, like, of course, all these symptoms are things that people are usually wanting less of in their life. Um, but the way I see it, even like a, maybe a bigger picture um, view of it, is that people are more so looking to move towards something. Mm-hmm. So they're looking to connect more to themselves. They're looking to have more energy or more creativity in their life. Um, they're, and then, you know, when I really peel all those layers back, what I feel like is people are most looking to heal their connection to themselves, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. To really reconnect to themselves. Um, and so if I had to choose one thing, if you, mm-hmm. I I would say loneliness, I would say a disconnect, I would say, you know, and the, the sensory feelings that can come with that are like burnout, right? Overwhelm. Um, yeah. This feeling of like off. So if I had to choose one thing of moving away from, I would say that. But when I think about people who are coming to see me or looking for you know, true holistic health or deeper mm-hmm. health. It's like, I want to move. What am I looking to move towards versus away from? You know what I mean? Like I'm looking at that. Yeah. And I mean, you kind of opened up funny enough talking about the work that I do, which is mm. we don't, we cannot ask the universe for what we don't want because it will provide that. It speaks exactly. in language. It doesn't speak in negatives. So we have to say, this is what I do want. Exactly. Evan my healing out of life, right? So we Mm -hmm. would switch that, um, you know, language to say, I don't want to be lonely to, I see and feel myself fulfilled, supported and connected by a group of like-minded friends and humans. Yeah. And by myself, supported by myself. I support myself. Mm, Okay, let's talk about that. Tell me about that. How, <laughs> how are people not supporting themselves and what does it look like to support yourself? So when I think about that, I would say, what is your connection? What is your your comfort level with your internal milieu, so to speak, or your internal mm-hmm. landscape? Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel comfortable in the practice of like knowing what you're feeling? Mm-hmm. and being in those feelings kind of thing. Um, and and that's sort of where inner child work comes in. Yeah. It's it's really about creating space for the expression of these feelings mm-hmm. and what I say, like unmet needs, because feelings are really just unmet needs at the end of the day. Mm. Um, and so I would say it's about that. It's about your are you able to connect and um, integrate and assimilate what you're feeling in the moment? That's pretty profound because that's the root of almost everything, right? Like, mm-hmm. I love that line, your life will only be as successful as your ability to regulate your nervous system. 
So if we're exactly. not knowing what we're feeling, knowing what to do about it, we get in these cycles of, you know, trapped in an emotion and we can't move forward in life. So exactly. What, yeah. What is the most common presentation you see of people trapped in an emotion? So what I would say is whenever you have an emotional, like visceral reaction to something, mm-hmm. call it an, it can be like an outburst. It doesn't have to be like that, but some, like if someone cuts you off in traffic, if someone, mm-hmm. um, if you're late to a meeting and you just feel this like sensory body, like, whoa, my heart's pounding, my muscles are tense. Um, if you're getting those types of reactions, then I would say that's when you know that there's something, there's something underneath, there's something there that, um, that wants to be, to look, to be looked at and needs to Um, bring awareness to, because chances are, I would bet a lot of money that it's anchored in some sort of feeling you have about yourself. So for example, I'm late to a meeting. I'm a mess underneath that. I'm a messy person. I'm undone. I'm not enough. Like if we Mm -hmm. really trace it back, um, uh, someone interrupts me. Uh, I get an emotional visceral response. Um, I feel dismissed. Mm-hmm. I'm being dismissed. Chances are that there was a pattern or some history of you being dismissed mm-hmm. as a child. And so it's not about that moment, you know, with your friend who interrupted you and you get this big visceral response, emotional response. It's actually about when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there could be times where your mom or your dad or a caregiver dismissed you and brushed you off and the Mm -hmm. wound and the pain of that for good reason wasn't wasn't processed and so now anytime you get a fragrance or an aroma of being dismissed it's like it's like your whole nervous system responds because it's touching on a pain that hasn't yet been dealt with and the body is craving healing the body is craving to be regulated the body is craving balance and homeostasis. And so it will bring these feelings to the surface and attempt to heal and attempt to process. Do we have the skills? Do we have the awareness to listen? Yeah, absolutely. I've been scheming up something new for you with my friend and professional marketing coach, Kelsey Rydell. Your 2023 business leap is the highly anticipated program created by Kelsey Rydell, top-rated marketing coach, and Emily Elliott, professional mindset coach. It has had such a smashing success in round one that we will be offering cohort two in May 2023. Your 2023 business leap is the most practical and effective way to get your small business amplified and earning in 2023 and beyond. Kelsey and Emily have worked with thousands of women. And now you can get 12 weeks of access to both of them alongside a group of Libras. But don't sign up yet. First, I want to make sure that you're ready to master your entrepreneurial mindset and figure out a foolproof marketing strategy to connect you with unlimited clients in just 90 days. Take big leaps in your personal goals and professional goals. Yep, they're correlated. Through working to dissolve mindset blocks and holding you back. 
Use the language that attracts success and map out your goals alongside other big dreamers. Get step-by-step guidance for writing a marketing plan for your unique business, including how to convert clients on social media, how to build a simple sales funnel that converts, how to leverage Google and SEO to get more leads for your website, and how to identify trending topics in your industry. When you're surrounded by entrepreneurs just like you who are ready to 2x, 5x, or 10x their business, you will feel the power of community, support, and momentum. Your 2023 leap is going to save you time, energy, and money. This program is especially designed for nutritionists, naturopaths, personal trainers, energy workers, and other holistic practitioners and artists who are ready to generate big impact and create time, money, freedom. So don't wait a minute longer. Your 2023 leap is for 30 individuals who are ready to step in to something big and beautiful. Learn more at kelseyridal.com slash 2023 and check out the show notes. It's, it's a couple parts, right? It's the mm-hmm. identification piece and then knowing what to do about it. Because sometimes I think our culture makes it so simplistic to take care of yourself, but is repatterning the nervous system simple? Is it a lot of work? How you've spent a lot of time here. You've studied under great people like Gabor Maté. What do you think? Like, is this a big job, a medium job? What have you seen? Um, you know, it's, it's funny. It's, it's both. I would say, um, it's simple in that when you actually peel back the layers and, and, and do this work, what it is, is, a, is about loving. It's like, you know, to love ourselves, to, to feel that safety, to allow more play into our life. So in that sense, there's a simplicity to it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I really just wanted to feel safe. Okay. Maybe I just need she needed that hug right in that moment that energy so in that way there is a simplicity to it but I would say it's a big job as well in the sense that it's ongoing and Mm -hmm. it's 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 a journey and it's something that you will revisit over and over again if you're doing if you're doing the work and I will say that when you're doing this work it it becomes easier there's an ease, there's a grace to it. There's um, like a spaciousness around it versus being like ruled by your emotions and your feelings and that reactivity. Yeah. You're more in the driver's seat, the present empowered Emily or the present empowered person yeah. is in that driver's seat versus that wounded child, that wound. And so it's it's just that constant revisiting of, okay, am I in the driver's seat? Is my wound, you know, in the driver's seat or is it me? And, sure. and really, is your wound in the driver's seat? So let's make this practical. So let's say, because this is a big one. You had a really bad day. Something happened. You didn't feel seen. Someone pissed you off. And then you go through the coffee window to get your coffee. Got it. And they give you the wrong order or they spilled a little. And you just want to be like, 
what is this? Like, this is the wrong order. Like you want to snap because it's like that coffee experience is the first place all day where your emotion can be seen. Yes. But the consequence of that is that unfortunate poor person in the window is then going to take home that shock of being yelled at, whatever. Yes. So what are regulation tools in the moment when you your emotions feel bigger than you that you can kind of use to anchor and come back to center? Gorgeous. Yeah. So what I would say, so in that moment, in that practical example, so just if that were the case, I would be walking this person through or getting this person to be curious about what is it about that that interaction, that exchange of like the messed up coffee, what did that say about you or about the situation? So did that say, oh, I'm not disrespected, I'm disrespected yeah. as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't care about me. People, you know, whatever it is, like getting to the root of what that messed up coffee says about you. Right. 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 And then once you have that awareness, so that's what mm. I would say the biggest tool is awareness. Yeah. So once you have that awareness, when you do get that messed up coffee and it's like, oh, and you feel that bubbling up of like, oh, I just want to be like, dude, you messed up my cup, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. You can slow it down and add some space and some pause and say, ooh, this is, this is my wound. This is my inner child saying, I'm not, I'm disrespected. Okay. Right? Right. And and create some awareness around that when really you're not disrespected. They just probably were in a rush and didn't, you know what I mean? Like, right. They weren't attuned to their own environment. So yeah, what I call this, because you and I have a lot of fusion of work here is meaning making. What are you making meaning of that actually isn't? Exactly. So like making the story and it's like learning to stop the story in its tracks. Yes. So that's kind of like, okay, acutely, that's a really powerful strategy. So what is the benefit of, because this is everything in life. We want to look at situations acutely and we also want to do the chronic long-term work. Yeah. What is the value of constant engagement with this idea of the inner child you've kind of brought up inner child how can we constantly be working to parent or reparent or work on our own inner child yeah so the the constant those you know revisiting of that inner child would be (laughs) it's a genuine on what it is it's like a genuine commitment or curiosity if you can even add that energy of curiosity yeah the better yeah because curiosity is light there's um there's a childlike energy to it right so if you can add that curious energy to any time you have um you feel balance disbalance sorry imbalance um an emotional visceral reaction anytime that you feel uncalibrated that would be a sign to look at yeah you talked about reparenting I mean um yeah the holistic psychologist Nicole de Pera, de Pera yeah. she talks all about that and she talks about small commitments every single day as a form of parentship for ourselves so like journaling or like getting that glass of water in and 
And what that's doing is just building that trust, right? Mm -hmm. Building that trust, building that trust that at the end of the day, we have our own back. Yeah. And that's super important for children, yeah. Um, especially our inner child, right? It's like we have um, we have our own backs, right? Yeah. Um, I really see the inner child as like its own, it's almost like its own being kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And so I, when I talk about I, it's like present day Bridget, I have my inner child's own back. And I do that through, yeah, constantly being curious about her, what she's feeling and revisiting um her when I need to like whatever she needs like if it's oh wow I need to just like play I need to connect with someone I need to whatever it is and what I'm really noticing here is a shift in you know rather than outsourcing your power to the guru or the parent or whatever it circles back to what we talked to at the beginning learning to support yourself is opening curiosity that you can actually figure out what's there through awareness is that a good synopsis yes yes Mm -hmm. yes and that's not to say we're we're an island you know we certainly we're social creatures we need to connect but I think people underestimate how much power they have Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how much of a resource they have inside themselves yeah and sometimes we need other people to remind that of ourselves right we need people to be like dude like yes you've got the power you know what I mean and so um and then to yeah get that support when we need it but we are a huge wealth of resource within us yes it's kind of like the both and it's like exactly external support and not always outsourcing your power right um I love that and are there other playful ways to meet your inner child you know we're talking about more of the triggered side, how else can you get to know this beautiful child that you were at some point in your life that was then influenced and changed based on society and coaches and all the people who put voices in our head that weren't our own? Um, Is there like a delightful way to kind of reconnect with your childhood? Yeah. I mean, I think that's such a great question. I think anytime that you feel... a joyfulness or a a delight Mm -hmm. or an awe like you can think of that as your inner child you can think of that as and so I think it was Brene Brown she said you know one of the most vulnerable emotions is actually you it's not shame it's not well maybe it is a little bit but it's actually joy yeah we're we're deathly afraid of being joyful because it could be taken away right or stopped at some point and so we sort of adults especially right we sort of like peter out like we sort of have this like yeah ceiling of of happiness and we don't always let ourselves lean into the joyfulness of a moment kind of thing so I think anytime you bring in those kind of yeah those like curiosity wonder awe joy letting yourself look up at the sky and go like oh wow like look at those stars you know um dance parties like if you think of like your any children that you're around just anytime you're expressing yourself in a similar nature yeah that's your inner child creativity of course is huge um yeah kids are great because they don't have a filter (laughs) so that's another way I would say honoring our inner child or it would be times where we feel sort of rightfully uninhibited and we can just be ourselves and um that's also our inner child speaking. That's also, 
kind of a nod or an honoring of 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 that inner child. Yeah, and I like what you're saying there around being yourself. And this shows the importance in adult friendships of really being seen by the people around you because it's like, do you feel seen for what people want you to be like? You know, mm-hmm. a conformist, uh, you know, loaded bank account. Is there something insincere that the people around you are looking for that's being sideswept by, do they see how curious I am, how playful, how connected to nature? So it probably also is an invitation to really make a list of the people that make you feel the most seen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And is that's... there anything else? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, is there anything else you want to kind of bring to light on this topic of inner child work? Um. Well, I thought it might be helpful to explain sort of the process that I use. Yeah, of course. Okay, sure. So um, when I'm working with myself or with other people, um, what I'm doing is we're kind of honing in on an experience of like an emotional, like I said, like a visceral body reaction. Mm -hmm. So the coffee example, we could use that, whatever it may be. Yeah. and then what I'm actually asking them to do is bring awareness to where they find that feeling in their body. Mm-hmm. So they might say, oh, yeah, like this coffee experience happened. And like, I just felt this like huge tightening in my chest. And it was just like a weight like came up, came upon me. Um, And then so working together, we're kind of bringing a awareness to that space and you if you or if you have something in mind you can feel free to like walk yourself through this like really placing it in your body and really allowing yourself to feel like marinate in that feeling of like oh I'm disrespected or whatever it may be and then we bring sensory information so if it had a color what color would it be if it had um how far does it stretch out on your chest does it go up to your neck to your belly like where does it go And what we find is we bring awareness to that sensation. It starts to give us more and more information. It's really wild and really crazy. But people will start to get like visuals. So I might even ask like um, if if there's a party that represents that feeling of disrespect, what would she look like? And it's like, oh, she's sitting in a dark corner somewhere like you know no with her back to us or whatever it may be like really anchoring into the visuals of that feeling of disrespect um or whatever it may be and again as we lean into that and get more curious about that more information comes up including most importantly what does she need what does that inner child need yeah and what we find it's usually about being seen being heard being loved, being respected, and play. Yeah. Yeah. And what I'm seeing as you speak is for something to move out of your body, it has to just be vividly seen. Exactly. So the vividness of the colors and the emotions. And, you know, I do this work with people with the adult emotions, kind of like, what does, what's anger's name? You know? And so I love that you're doing it with kind of 
looking into the past because as we know, a lot of stuff is held in the body, right? So yeah, that's yeah. really beautiful, Bridget. Thank you so much. Um, and for everyone listening, if you're looking for one-to-one support with some of this work to get going, um, Dr. Bridget's link will be below. You can reach out and book an appointment. Um, yeah, I've watched her do the work with patients and it's very, very powerful and healing. So um, thank you. yeah, take a look <laughs> at the show notes. And then as always, we wrap up our episode with the question, what do you think makes someone magnetic? Mm, okay. So first of all, Emily, you're like one of the most magnetic people I know. That's so nice. <laughs> so basically just embody Emily. But um, I was trying to like feel and I was actually like, hey, what is it about Emily that... <laughs> what is this like je ne sais quoi you know what I mean? <laughs> and I think it what it is and and you I don't know if you would identify this for yourself but mm-hmm. there's a vulnerability that you have and a, and a courage that you have and I I think you know to me courage right is uh core is the Latin root of that and that's heart and it's to mm-hmm. tell the story of your heart and so I think mm-hmm. people like yourself who just are courageous and able to express themselves and tell the story of their heart it's Mm. incredibly magnetic because it reminds us of our own truth and our own power and our own um you know story on our own heart right that wants to be told and wants to be shared and so um yeah I thank you for that the story of your heart. Okay, that's my new favorite word, courageous. <laughs> thank you for that teaching and that lesson. And I and thank you for the kind words. That's totally received and so appreciated. It's uh, such a blessing in life to feel seen. So thanks for being you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. likewise. <laughs> Um, it's funny you say that because sometimes I'm like, wow, I really just share all the things like, you know, miscarriages and what I'm not good Mm. at and Mm. where I feel like I'm not doing a good job in life. And the last podcast I shared that I'm terrified of driving in Toronto. Mm. And I just, sometimes I'm like, is this overshare? But it's Mm -mm. it's nice to hear that it's, um, you know, insightful. Exactly. And it reminds us of our humanity and, oh, it's such a gift that you offer. So thank you, Bridget. That's so kind. Mm. Well, there's a lot of medicine here for everyone listening. (laughs) Um, If you're looking for a naturopath, especially mental, emotional focused, I definitely suggest checking Dr. Bridget out. I've witnessed the beauty firsthand and thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Okay. Talk soon.